Welcome to episode 81 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Dade, and my co-host today is Les. Today, we're going to talk all about our year in review, what we liked, what we disliked, and how we coped with the pandemic and working from home. But first, before we get to that, let's talk about what we are consuming. So, Les, how are you? I am not bad. Um, you know, just kind of making my way through. <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. So what I'm excited about and what I'm consuming. So um, let's talk about Black Wings. I know it's your favorite topic. It's so my favorite topic. <laughs> um have you seen the new Blackwing Volume 6, the Neon Edition? Uh, yeah, so I saw some pictures of it online, and I, I don't plan on buying any of these because I'm not, I am not a huge fan of the look. I really, I'm, I, maybe I should hold back judgment a little bit until I see some better lit pictures uh, that actually kind of determine whether or not they are neon or if they're just right. real bright blue and a real bright orange that looks suspiciously like golden bear. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, I was so excited for these because when they dropped the clues, I was like, Oh, maybe something sciencey. Cause there was like periodic table element kind of stuff. And I was like, Ooh, this'd be great. You know? And then like, when I heard it was like neon, I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. You know, um, are we going to get yeah. the Blackwing version of like neon casemates? Like what, what's mm-hmm, going to be? Mm-hmm. And then when I saw Andy's spoilers, I was kind of disappointed because like you, like I just, the colors don't pop. Like if you're going to make a neon pencil, that's cool. Um, but like, they really should have made the colors neon. Um, and to me, what I've seen so far is they don't look neon. They just yeah. look like a, a flatter red orange and a flatter mm-hmm. blue. Yeah. Um, what would have been super cool is for them to figure out a way to make them glow in the dark. Um, yeah. With their respective colors. Um, I wonder if they fluoresce under a black light. Ooh, I have a black light. I should try that when I get them. That'd be awesome. But yeah, so like, I, I don't know. There was like potential. I was expect, there was so much potential there and I was expecting so much. Mm. And then I, I'm kind of underwhelmed. I, I don't subscribe. I will never subscribe and I haven't purchased them. Um, I usually wait to purchase them from a smaller retailer uh, just because small businesses. And, and I like to kind of speculate on whether or not people really care about the edition. Um to determine whether or not I'm going to buy them. So I'm kind of conflicted right now, but generally just meh. Um, (laughs) That, that, you know what, that was what I, that was what went through my head was like, Oh, meh. I just meh. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Um, And then also the, the black Friday black wing edition this year, it it kind of, it kind of made me chuckle uh, for many reasons. Um, One, it's again, a cash grab. Uh, Two, it's like they have their limited editions, but they introduce something called Blackwing Labs, which this is quoting their their copy. There are small batch pencil releases that offer a fun look at our design process. The results may see us experimenting with new features or putting new spins on old favorites. So, like, it it just like, are they going to do two things that are limited now? 
um, I'm kind of confused at the, where they're going here. And if, if that is the case, that makes me feel weird as a consumer to like, it, it almost borderlines on this like weird kind of greed, like, oh, wow. So our limited editions have been, a, you know, awesome for us. Let's create something else. Yeah. That's going to, you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know how I feel about Black Friday anyway. I mean, I. Yeah no shade to anyone taking part in black Friday because I've taken part in black Friday. I just, I think a lot of the stuff that comes out for black Friday, like it is, it feels like a a cash grab when it's a collectible type of thing. It's not a necessary, like, are we really, are we really celebrating that kind of capitalistic consumerism? Cause that's what that's about. We're, we're, we are, we, we're celebrating spending our money on stuff we don't need. Um, and you know, yeah, I, I would, I would really enjoy a, uh, pencil that is hollow foil. I mean, I, I, I really enjoy the holographic foils and, you know, I've talked about the Ticonderoga, uh, Ticonderoga, uh, nor in the past and how much I enjoy those. And it's still like 100% foil wrapped, pencil is super cool um but you only got a chance to get one of the hollow foil imprinted pencil and you might get more but probably not many um and and it just i don't know i'm not a huge fan of black friday anyway i'm not a huge fan of anything that celebrates black friday I, i did a buy nothing black friday um and you know, I did, I did do a cyber Monday and I did do a small business Saturday purchase, but also, you know, I just, I I know that many people cash in on black Friday deals because they can't afford anything else. And you know, that that's when I, you know, I bought a computer once on black Friday because I kind of had to, um, so, you know, no shade, no shade on people cashing in on black Friday, I think what I'm doing is I'm throwing shade on a company doing a special edition celebrating Black Friday. That's that's not cool to me. I just I'm not not right. here for that. Right. I mean, I have the the 20 years of PTSD from working big box retail for yeah. Black Friday and um just seeing not only the world and and how ridiculous it is when it comes to saving money and I understand that that like you less like I I get your commentary about people not being able to afford things um, during different times or just being thrifty in general. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm a thrifter as well, but it's, it's the spirit of it that really frustrates me because it's, it's the companies that I'm annoyed at. I'm not ever annoyed at the consumer. Right. Um, yeah. You have to be a fool. If, if you know, like if, like I saw some deals this, you know, past Black Friday that, like, if I needed a new computer or something, I would jump on it. It was like five hundred dollars off. Like, who wouldn't take advantage of that? It's yeah. The re- it's the retailer exploiting the consumer that, and that's why this Blackwing thing kind of makes me feel that certain kind of way because it's like they're the ones that that's the the problem. It's it's not the people that because I, I I bought these. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 not it's not me. It's not those of you out there that decided to purchase them. Um, it's just what they're doing. And, and it just seems weird that they're going to have two now and it says small batch pencil releases. So are these going to be even more limited than limited editions? Because, you know, that also brings into the, the, the arena, this idea of reselling and Mm -hmm. I'm not going to knock reselling because I do it myself, but it's not, 
to the degree where some folks buy like you know dozens to to sit on and then resell um yeah so is this going to create this you know idea of like okay small batch you know we're going to have the x amount and then people buy 10 or 20 each and then the people that generally just want a box aren't going to be able to get them like i don't want it to turn into that yeah i i you know the the whole i don't know i i the labs thing, I, I guess I, I kind of enjoy the idea because it, it, it kind of brings out the idea of like, you know, we're going to sit around, we're going to play with finishes, we're going to do things. But they're also doing it in enough numbers that they can sell them. And it's yeah. not they're not a small company. I know no. that, you know, they, they don't have a huge number of employees, but they're not some teeny tiny like pencil maker that, you know, it's it's two or three people. Uh, in an office messing around with different finishes. This is a company playing around with finishes. And um, previously you had mentioned, uh, like in our pre-talk, the idea that we're, they're, they're selling us factory seconds at a premium. And yeah. that's, I agree with that. It kind of feels like, like these are the things that maybe would have gone into a factory seconds bin and you would have gotten a great deal on them. And instead you're going to end up paying a premium for, you know, so-and-so Joe Schmo decided to uh, print off some, some, uh, we got a deal on holographic foil. So we're going to print these things and, but we only printed off like 5,000 of them. So we're going to, you know, put one in this bin and three or four in this one. And this one box is going to have all six. Um, right, and right, you know, right. but the majority of them, we're just going to spread it out so that we can make 2000 boxes of these. And, you know, some are going to get more and whatnot, but you know what I mean? Like that's what it, it kind of feels like to me. Yeah. No, I I completely agree with you 100%. And so we'll see. We'll see where it goes and, and how it goes. I've been surprised by Blackwing before. In fact, last episode or a couple episodes ago, you defended them. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Never thought I'd be there. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, and also I, I don't like to crap on retailers, but I'm crapping on this one um, because. <laughs> It just, you know, I don't know. It, it just feels... It doesn't feel good. Right. It doesn't feel good. That's a good way to put it. So moving on, because I don't want to spend all of my time on this. Um, <laughs> what else is new? So I, I decided to be optimistic about next year, and I purchased a 2021 planner. Hmm. Um, my poor 2020 planner. I was so hyped. And then come March, I just stopped using it because <laughs> it was depressing. Um, and so this year I decided to go small. I bought a Hobonichi Weeks planner. So, um, and I got it in mint color, which is quite, quite cool looking. Um, I've never had a Weeks planner, um, worried about the size factor, but I definitely think that for what it is I want to use it for, it'll be perfect. Mm. Um, and also what's been new, I went on an eBay shopping binge, um one night while laying in bed this is such a sad story but it's very true um one night laying in bed it was probably after midnight i just kind of was laying there i've been having some sleep things i think it's just because i work a lot from home and there's no concept of day or time anymore yeah uh and I started to get nostalgic. And so like, sometimes I'll remember stuff that I've used or stuff that I've had when I was a child. Um, and like, Oh man, I wonder like 
what that looks like or like, you know, like I'll remember a toy I had from 30 years ago and look it up on eBay. And so I I was thinking about stationery and um, I remember these pencils called grip sticks by Pentec. Um, Mm. And I was like, man, I remember those. I loved them because they had these little notches in, in the side that helped you grip the pencil. Um, which really kind of resolved this whole thing that I have against round-barreled pencils because I don't like round pencils. Mm. Um, this got to fix that because my hand doesn't slide down it. So I looked them up on eBay, and there were some available. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right. And people were asking like 10 bucks for for a half dozen, or I think they come in five packs. And I was like, mm, $2 a pencil plus shipping. Like, I'm not about that. And so these people were not like pencil dealers. Um, cause that's a thing. Uh, these seem like people that were like flea marketers or people that just like find some old stuff that is vintage and they're selling it. And so I best offered all of them for half what they were asking and everyone accepted. Mm. So, so, um, cumulatively I spent about $40, but I have, um, five packs of pencils coming to me so i have two packs (laughs) (laughs) i have two packs of the grip sticks in two different colors um they also pentec used to make these pencils called sizzlers they're kind Mm -hmm. of like a flashy metallic-y fun looking um pencil and then um they made a holographic version called stars um they're so creative with their names um that has obviously stars all over it so i'll definitely post pictures um a link in the show notes and when i get them i definitely want to talk about them and see if they are as good as i remember them to be uh less you said you had some i did yeah i i had um i was sent some as a gift probably a couple of years ago at this point and did not realize that they were no longer in production immediately threw them into my sharpener and sharpened them all up and used them. And as I remember, I probably still have one or two of them still kicking around. They had a nice smooth dark lead. So I think you're going to enjoy them, but your erasers will be hard little nubbins of unhappiness. Yeah. Yes. They'll be like Musgrave's old erasers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah. And I, I plan to, make blog posts about them. And that's another thing that's been exciting for me is thinking about, you know, you've, you've really inspired me less with your blog. Um, you know, when I started blogging four years ago now, it was a review blog. It was like, I was just getting into the hobby and I was buying all these things and I wanted to talk about them. And it was also before, um, like, it was right at the beginning when Blackwing was starting their limited edition stuff. It was right before Musgrave had a glow up um, and, you know, kind of changed what they were doing. And so I was reviewing pencils because I wasn't able to find reviews of pencils that I wanted to buy, but that gets kind of stale. And it turned into me just reviewing products that were either being sent to me for review or limited editions. And Mm -hmm. like, how many times can you review a limited edition of a Blackwing pencil besides the aesthetics of it? And, It just, it made me, right, it made me pull away from my blog because it wasn't fun and it became a task. And also it became, 
it was pressure because it was like, well, if I don't review this, I'm going to miss out on the initial views and the interest. So it's like, I got to get this review done as soon as this thing comes out. And then like, who wants to, who wants to blog then, you know? Right. Right. Um, and then you kind of recently made the shift to the way you're approaching your blog. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, without me like kind of explaining it horribly, maybe if you want to yeah. kind of, quickly explain like the direction that you've taken because I think it's very inspiring to me but also has made me read your blog again mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. because it just kind of got like like your reviews I appreciate your opinion but I I talk to you enough to know what you think so right. I'm not going to read it so yeah tell me like how you you're shifting it because like I it'll make sense to connect to how I'm going to do what I'm going to do. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I got really also disenchanted with writing a lot of reviews and I had started writing reviews because I didn't have time to do my more in-depth blog posts, which used to be about me recording the things that I was making, the art that I was making and explorations of all of that sort. And so for anyone who's taken a look at my blog recently, um, they'll notice some shifts. Um, so I'm usually trying to do my reviews on Mondays. Um, so that those are being recorded, um, on Monday. And then, I am trying to do, I might do a review on Wednesdays if I got, if I've got enough stuff to review. Um, but I'm also trying to, on Wednesdays, integrate in some more posts about the things that I'm making. So a recent Wednesday blog post was pencil sharpeners and jars, which kind of details my stress crafting over the COVID ellipse, um, where I basically bought a whole bunch of Epsara long points, hacked them, and now I'm gluing them and using screws to attach them to the covers of little jars. And also other things like espresso cups that I get when I go and buy an espresso at the cafe. Um, just making like some weird little pencil sharpeners that collect shavings. I got a couple of baby food jars. I'm going to do that. But uh, I digress. That's that's one of the things I'm doing. So some of my, my maker stuff. Also, um, like I did some details about repairing the color printer my mom gave me. Ordering parts and putting it in, taking it apart, kind of cleaning out toner and whatnot. Um, and then on Fridays, I'm doing a series of posts called State of the Art, which is a series of blog posts where I'm exploring the kind of artsy side of things that I'm doing. So it doesn't, it's not just about visual art, but also about writing um, and any other kind of artwork that I might be partaking in. Uh, So I've enjoyed that. And then I'm doing not every Sunday, but like, it seems like it's happening once a month where I'm just kind of collecting links and I'm calling them weak links, um, and I'm posting them on Sundays. So it's just kind of a series of websites and things that I find interesting or blog posts that I happen upon that I find interesting. I'm collecting them uh, in a blog post, and then just uh, once I have like enough that I think it makes a decent post, and I'm also commenting on why they're there. So it's not just like, here's every stationary post that happens on the internet, which are there are a number of people who do that. You know, Brad does it on the pen addict. Uh, Anna does it or Anna, Anna does it on the well-appointed desk. And I enjoy those a lot, but I didn't think that there needed to be another pen link or pencil link, uh, series of posts. So 
Yeah, I just I needed to re reinvigorate my thoughts around the blog. And I looked at kind of the stuff that I did historically and where I had people talking. And I really feel like over this pandemic, the thing that I've wanted is more connection with my readers and community with the readers. And I think that changing up how I approach writing and uh, not abandoning reviewing, but limiting the reviews to once a week really is going to make a big difference in my blog. Yes. And so I'm excited to see uh, what you have to offer in the coming months in the new year. But it made me really think about like why I'm not blogging anymore. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm paying to host my blog every month and it's just sitting there. And so, you know, I've really enjoyed your posts about making stuff. I'm not a maker. And so it's really been fun and inspiring to kind of like see what you come up with. And it's just, it's super fun. And I just want you to know that you've inspired me to do different things. That's great. Um, so yeah, so stay tuned. I'm not going to make promises because promises are horrible (laughs) when it comes to me, but really I'm trying to, to be very intentional. I've been having a hard time this year with staying engaged, both with my hobbies, with school, with work, with my friendships, with my relationships. And so I think that, you know, we always say new year, new, fresh, clean slate, but I I really want to kind of embrace that idea because I know this year has been crappy because of everything that has happened in this year. And we're not just talking about the pandemic. Um, and, but it's also the way in which I've managed. And we'll get to that more when we talk about our year in review, but I definitely want to be more intentional about what I do with my time. And my blog is one of the things that it's on my list. Um, what else am I excited about? Oh, so this is totally not analog. It's more digital, but I have started investing in the stock market, which is very odd and bizarre if you knew me, because I I'm not I never thought I would be the person to do that. But I have a friend who uses an app called Robinhood, and he was like, Yeah, like, you know, if you sign up and deposit a hundred dollars, like you get a free stock and I get a free stock, you know, so if you're interested. And I was like, you know what, like, what is this about? And so I signed up and I made some initial investments in things. And I'm shocked at the amount of return that I've had based on my own, like, non-expert speculation and opinions about products or things. Like, I'm pretty invested in, um, like, most of my money is in AMD, which is a computer processing company, like Intel. Um, they're like blowing Intel out of the water. Um, and so I was like, you know what, their new game systems are going to be coming out because I, I started back in September. Um, and you know, they're doing all these new things. And so let me, let me see what happens. And it's been great. Um, I've also been investing in some veterinary stocks, um, like companies that supply vet, you know, hospitals and stuff. And that's a, you know, my wife is in the veterinary field and it's been fun to kind of like think and speculate like, Oh, this, this may do well and and then have it happen. Um, but I'm certainly not naive. I know that any amount of money that I put into the stock market can disappear. And so that's what makes it exciting, but also terrifying. Um, 
you know, because it's not a savings account. It's not like I can open up the app and be like, oh, I have this mo- amount of money, you know, invested. Like that'll always be there for me, you know. Um, and so, yeah, so that's just been something I've been kind of dabbling in a little bit. Um, that's been really exciting, both like literally exciting to like <laughs> see gains like that, but also terrifying because it's like, you know, if your stock starts to drop, it's like, do I sell now? And like, I kind of did that in the beginning and, and I, I kicked myself because it, it recovered. And so it's been an adventure. And for those of you listening that are kind of, it's your job or your pros at it, um, you know, I probably sound silly, but it's just something fun. It'll never be like something I expect to like, you know, retire on, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's definitely fun to feel like I'm doing something with my money. And it's obviously a, a a 25% return is far better than my checking account, which gives me 0.5%. So anyhow, enough about me. I'm dying to hear about you less. What's been new? Uh, well, so, you know, I, I, I let it slip through last week. The Baron Fig Letters to the Future. Did you get this? So it's funny. I requested it. I never got it. Oh. Um, the new uh, PR person um, introduced herself and sent me the email. And like every other new person, I introduced myself and said I was excited to have her on. And I requested a copy. And I never got a response, nor did I get it. So I'm not mad or anything because I haven't had time to review anything. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm curious to hear what you think about it since I never got it. Oh, um, well, it is all of the hollow foil that uh, Blackwing did not get put out into the world. Baron Fig took it and ran with it. Um, (laughs) It is beautiful. Um, The foil on the actual book itself isn't as holographic as it could be, I don't think. Um, and I think it's just hard to do a hollow foil on that texture. Um, but it's it's a super cool imprint and feels kind of old school Baron Fig because it's a little fun, it's a little funky. Um, it's kind of off kilter, really. Um, and then, so each book comes with 12 envelopes that are also hollow foiled. Uh, not a huge amount is it's, the whole thing is very tasteful. Um, and it just, the, the envelopes are great and they, they aren't a full seal. It just has like a little tiny seal that you kind of peel and stick. Um, and I really, really enjoy letters to the future. You as a, uh, journaling technique, obviously with only 12 envelopes, you're not going to have enough for the 192 page confidant to fit in there. So every page is perforated and it's got some really discreet kind of headings and things that tell you where, where to put your date and things like that. I just write over them. Um, I, so I've been, I've been using it for its intended purpose of letter writing. And so I've sent a bunch of letters to people written on this paper and it's classic Baron fig lined paper. It's really nice. It responds to everything super well. Um, I have not used any of the envelopes. Um, I mentioned this in my review of it. Um, when I graduated from my graduate school, they had us in the last week, write a letter to ourselves, uh, one year in the future. 
about where we hope we'd be all and like how we'd been feeling and, and things like that. Um, and it was it, like, it was one of the more interesting things I did in grad school in terms of like, here, here's a way to kind of celebrate that you're graduating also as a kind of reminder of where you've been to send to your future self. Um, it's just a really, really neat project. And it's a great journaling technique too, because it's, it kind of highlights what your hopes and dreams were, what your plans were and brings them to the forefront. Um, and so it's, it's super useful like that, but also it's just really great paper encased in a really nice cover. Um, and the insert was a really thick, chunky piece of um, card that was completely color covered in a hollow foil front and back. It was magnificent. I, 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 I really enjoy holographic foil. Um, and, and you know, I know it's like a nineties kid thing or nineties teenager thing that combined with teal. I mean, I, I mentioned this in my review for the stationary trends going from the end of 2020 into 2021 are just such a gorgeous, like, here, we're going to call back to the late 80s and the early 90s for all of you, like, like tail end Gen Xers, early millennials. Here's all of the, like, rainbow, like, holographic, foily, like, teal stuff that you love. It's it's all going to be back. Welcome to your teenage years in a nice way, not like a total recall. Um, But yeah, I, I... Loved it. I love the idea. I love the layout. Like just everything about it was awesome. Yeah. No. I'm. <clears throat> I'm excited by the pictures. Um, I'm. I don't know if I'll buy one. Um, but I definitely like the. You know, Baron Fig is kind of getting back to its like funky roots, so to speak. Mm. Um, because I felt like lately they've been kind of just like. It's just not been bad, but it's just not been my aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and yeah, commentary about the the direction, like, end of the year stationary is going. Like, it is so interesting. I mean, they're appealing to the crowd that has, like, the most buying power. Um, yeah. You know, and it's working because I'm buying all the things. So. <laughs> um, um, I don't have this, but I don't know if you've seen it. The Twisby VAC 700 that is covered in rainbow. I don't know what it's, it's some sort of rainbow coating. Have you seen it? No. Oh my God. It is absolutely gorgeous. The coloring ranges. It's sort of, um, you know, the knife that I have, the Kershaw chive that's covered in the titanium and it looks like a rainbow. I call it my gay knife. It looks like that, except on a pen, the nib, all of the metal is covered in that. I just, I just brought it up. Mm, isn't that gorgeous? Very nice. I don't like the pen itself. I don't like the VAC 700. Um, it has a sharp steep from the barrel down to the grip that I've heard is uncomfortable. So I've I've never actually handled one, but I've seen them. And I, I can just tell from the pictures that it's too much of a steep for my hand, a steep step for my hand. So I haven't bought one, but I, God, I want one. Yeah, they look beautiful. Yeah. It's just, I mean, there's something about that, like, late 80s, early 90s aesthetic that I'm, there. a lot of the stationary companies are just kicking it with that. It's, it's awesome. Right. Because that's been my aesthetic for such a long time. And now it's <laughs> and like. And it's back. Right. And I'm like, uh, why now? Like, I'm, I, I don't, 
have enough money to buy all of it. Yeah. Same. Same. So. Um, so I'm going to skip around. I know I've got like things in an order. I'm going to skip around a little bit. So I'm going to talk about my hate readings. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, I've been doing some research for issue three of uh, useful journaling. And I had initially been do, planning on doing a, um, an issue all about picking the right tools for journaling. And I realized that, what I had already written was not what I wanted to write. So I basically threw it away. I didn't throw it away. I put it into uh, uh, another doc um, and decided that I was going to write about what I call my everything everywhere journal. And I'm, I'm not going to get too into that on the podcast because I don't want to give it away totally. Um, but part of that was like, okay, I want to, I want to write about how I got to the everything everywhere journal um, and what it contains and that that is that is a process. So there is a journaling technique called commonplace journals, which many of us have heard about. Um, again, not going to go too in depth into that. But so commonplace journals have been around forever and forever and forever. Um, but they got sort of a resurgence in the early 2000s um, by a couple of dude bro productivity authors who started writing about obviously productivity, but also the Stoics and commonplace journals. So my writing about commonplace journals, I really wanted to kind of get an all encompassing sort of like feel for them. So I just started downloading a bunch of the books that these dudes had written. And let me tell you, I have so many thoughts and I have rants and some of them have just, I've gone straight to Twitter and I've been like this dude, let me tell you. So they're in one, and I'm not going to mention them by name. I'm, we're not going to link to them in the show notes because I do not want these dudes to get any more money uh, off their books. So this one dude, he writes about Jackie Robinson and talks about how Jackie Robinson had to swallow down his ego um, when people were being racist to him so he could advance his career and the career of every other African-American wanting to play baseball. And I have thoughts on that as well. But so like going, talking about how wonderful it was that he'd swallowed down his hurt and his anger at being treated poorly. And I was like, wow, this this really reads a lot differently thinking about black lives matter here there buddy and i can't believe you went there as a white dude and then so he writes about all of that and in the next chapter he uses a bible quote about slavery oh no oh yeah yeah and so i was like you 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 went went there and like he's like trying to say that the the that everyone is the slave to their emotions kind of thing to their ego it's no, like no. no that's not you, you can't you can't you know put jackie robinson up into a pedestal and then in the next breath like talk about slavery in a positive manner buddy that's not okay um so anyway and then uh, like there were a bunch of other books that i kind of like I, and i don't when i when i get that angry about it i don't finish them i get like 45% of the way through it. And I, I post up a couple of rants on Twitter um, about the various books. And then I'm like, yep, no, no, no. I'm going to scan through the rest of this because I can't, I, you're making me too mad. Um, 
But that guy's particular website about keeping a commonplace journal is actually fabulous. I'm not going to link to that either because that's going to take you down the path of looking at his books. But his his uh, website, other than the the aspect on the on the commonplace journal, um, is there's a lot of sales stuff on there that's just silly. And you buy little medallions about you know being a stoic. It's like I don't I don't know how stoic that is, but regardless, <laughs> it's like it was just like I I've been there have been a few books like that that I've downloaded and read or part of it, and it's just like oh. Oh, these hurt to read. And and the other side of it is also it's just sort of like their websites about keeping a journal are all very skewed towards this idea of doing it for productivity in a business environment because business is war. Uh, You have to act like a general in business. It's like, uh, really? You like, why are we holding up these men that like worked hard to kill other people like it why and why do you do you really think that well i mean yes corporations kill people but um not to go off on too much of a tangent on that like do you really think that you need to strategize strategize like a general for your boardroom meetings yeah no yeah i just like there is some serious like what the heck are you talking about kind of conversation here and and so it's just sort of like stuff like that there's a lot of like uh, we're going to talk about generals because generals are great kind of thing it's like i don't really think so and then there's a lot of like you know highlighting sports figures it's like so you think on one hand that business is war but then on the other hand it's a game i just don't (sighs) i don't get it But anyway, um, so as I hate read, I've been noticing that I have a very, very intense um, urge for coffee. Like (laughs) as I'm like, there's something about these readings that make me want coffee. And so if I have coffee afternoon, I do not sleep. It just it really impacts me a lot now in a way that it never used to. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that someday I can be able to drink coffee all day again, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. So I started drinking some decaf in the afternoon, only the afternoon mornings up until noon are for real coffee. Um, but there is a little cafe out your way and in our pre pre gaming here discussion, um, you had mentioned that you've been there before and it's called Esalon coffee. They do a really nice, decaf coffee that is whole bean so a lot of the other roasters do a decaf but they grind it so it was the only whole bean decaf i could find um we have now um also started getting some decaf from trade um so it's not i'm getting some other things from across the country but esalon i was really really excited at how good their decaf is so I wanted to throw it out there. I'm making espresso with it and Americanos and a, some little flat white things going on. So super tasty. Highly recommend it. Yes. When we are not in a pandemic, um, <laughs> I would like for you to come out my way and we can totally get brunch there. They have the best eggs Benedict I've ever had Ooh. my entire life. Mm. Yeah. So, so yeah. You know, in in the post-COVID times, um, we will also I'll see if I can drag you 
to Fountain Place Cafe um, in Salem, they do an amazing eggs Florentine. Uh-huh. So it's uh, um, they also do an eggs Benedict with um, different types. So they have one with bacon um, mm. as well as like the traditional stuff. So, um, yeah. Things to look forward to. I, know. I really Like not that we saw each other all the time, but I really miss just knowing I have the ability to see you if I wanted to and like yes. can't, you know, yep. like it's like even though you're a little under two hours away, it just still, you know. I know, I know. It's it's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Um. So my last two things are kind of related to what we talked about last week. And I don't remember if I mentioned them in passing or not, because uh, um, the things I've kind of discovered over the last couple of weeks and some have been shared with me um, and it goes kind of into the weird stuff I discovered this year um, that I'm using as sort of moments of reflection. So it's kind of leaning us into that main topic. So there is a website, especially they're both podcasts. They're podcasts. One is called field recordings mm-hmm. and field recordings is someone goes out into a field or something similar and does a five minute recording. Oh, of whatever's there. So in one case, it was actually a walk through the woods. Uh, In another case, a guy stood next to a train as it passed for five minutes. Um, There was also like, I want to say there was um, a beach in Australia. So it's all stuff like kind of like that, usually focused on the natural world. And it's super cool. And then there's SW945. Um, it's also called a walk in Japan. Okay. So this guy at 9:45 in the morning, every day he stops what he's doing and records and he records for 15 minutes, but it's usually edited down to around three to five, eight minutes ish. And, and so sometimes it's a street scene in Japan. Sometimes it's, uh, he's at a, at a temple sometimes he's out for a walk and it's just like really interesting little scenes little vignettes of of someone's life at 9 45 a.m in japan <laughs> um so it's, it's it's kind of a weird little like soundscape um so what i've been doing is i will have the regular podcast that i listen to and they'll i'll intersperse one of those between every single one and so like I listened to this podcast Unladylike, um, which is sort of like a political commentary on it with a feminist bent. Um, I'm trying to remember. Um, call it, there's another one called Call Your Girlfriend. Also, feminist commentary. Uh, two best friends talking about a variety of topics. So I'll have those heavy podcasts, and then in the middle of it, there'll be here's a beach in Australia, and <laughs> I. I will say that as I'm driving to work, like I'm listening to these political podcasts, I also listen to them on the way home. And I also listen to writing podcasts and other things that are a little, little lighter in, in their flavor. Um, but then to just have this like five minutes of a beach in Australia is just like, Oh, that's just what I needed in this moment before work. It's so nice. Um, but it's just like, you know, that five minute kind of like, it's kind of nice. It's like it's like a little moment of self-care. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're a little weird, um, but I highly recommend everyone go out and subscribe because I don't know. There's something about 
listening to nature and it's very immersive, especially in the car with the sound all around you through the sound system in the car and just kind of like having that. I don't know. It's, it's weird. I like it. I'm excited because I one of my bucket list items is to go to Japan. Mm-hmm. And like I just I I have been checking out the website. It looks super awesome. And he's been doing this for I mean, there's so many episodes. So, yep, he's been doing it for a long time. So it's it's really yep. cool. And actually, uh, Brad, Brad Doughty of the Pen Attic saw my my uh, weak links post of where I listed field recordings as there's this neat thing I just found. He's like, you need to listen to this one too. And he was right. I like it. Although sometimes <laughs> some of the street scenes are a bit much because um, it's loud. Sometimes there's a train right. and, and right. it's overwhelming to listen to. So I'll, so I'll skip those. But um, most of the time it's, it's pretty chill. Cool. Um, so yeah, so that brings us into our main topic. Um, yeah. So I, I proposed this kind of because I hadn't really thought overly much about what we wanted to talk about this week. I kind of just like, you know, it's December. Everyone else is doing gift guides. Screw a gift guide. Right. Um, I, I kind of want to explore some of the, some of this year. Cause it's been a weird messed up year and we're, we're not doing things as we usually do. Um, and so I kind of like, I just went through some of our previous shows and looked at some of the things we talked about, some of them more often than not, and some highlights. Um, and I, I guess I kind of wanted to ask, like, do you, what are your thoughts? What do you, what do you think about this past year other than it being a dumpster fire? Yeah. Cause that's really what I think about when someone says 2020, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was like supposed to be, and I, I think that's where it's been hardest for me. It's, it was supposed to be something else. You know, 2020 was a big year for me. I turned 40, um, you know, it's it's just something about 2020. Everyone was excited about it. Uh, the year started off great. Um, in fact, the very last thing I did before I went into lockdown was to go to Baltimore uh, to see uh, the erasable guys and and to go yeah. to to write notepads and have a party, you know, there and go to the pen show. It just it was a really good time, and that was a great like kicking off point of the the year and it just I had so many things planned and I couldn't do them. Mm. Um but I will say that the forced shift into having to stay at home has really kind of made me notice things I wouldn't normally have noticed. Um you know, for me thinking about the year in review in regards to stationary or the, the podcast or blog or whatever, um, you know, for stationary, I've become less of a, I guess, consumer, not literal consumer, but consumer as in purchaser. Mm. Um, I've definitely learned because I, I, I guess because I've been in my office every day for months, I started to realize what I had and what I hadn't used yet. And it's really made me and forced me to, to use stuff I haven't, I haven't used in a while. And so it's really been exciting for me to kind of like rediscover things. Hmm. Um, but I've also, in regards to stationary, I think, um, 
and I see your notes here, Les, uh, this limited edition fatigue. I'm presuming yeah. that that's what that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if it's because we have been quarantined, but I feel like limited editions with everything, they just come one after the other, after the other, after the other. And I don't know if it's because I'm just jaded, but nothing has made me like truly excited. Yeah. So it's kind of just this, I don't know if it's fatigue or, or what, but I'm just kind of like meh about everything um, that's released. Uh, but there's been some highlights. I mean, I think if we were to say like, if we're due to a retrospective and, and who won the year, you know, who, who was number one this year or who, who really stood out? I, if I were to give the award out, I would give it to Musgrave. Yeah. Absolutely. They have been phenomenal from so many different angles. Uh, and so that when, when you brought up this topic, Les, um, Musgrave was the first thing that mm. came to my mind because over the past 12 months, they've had the most, inspiring like sure they they started making new products and they started like making like i i don't want to call it limited things but like the the cedar like pencil box thing and those mm-hmm. debate the debate pencils and the like the i fr- i wanted to call them small barrel pencils but the, the you don't talk about the ten dollar yeah, like the single barrel there we go there we go um they've just been doing really thoughtful things they haven't been just like slapping lipstick on a pig and putting it in a box that yep. looks fancy you know and I, I i don't know i i think about the way in which i used to talk about musgrave how they were like the dinosaur of the block and we used to laugh at their web page and I, i'm pleasantly surprised at at how great they really are so um that's, I guess, where we can kind of start the conversation, maybe just like there, because um, there's so much less that I we could have like a, a five part episode on a reflection of the year. But I, I definitely. Yeah. What what are your like thoughts and feelings about Musgrave? Have you gotten your hands on most of the stuff that they kind of put out this year? I, I have, you know, I've been a fan of some of their pencils for a really long time. Um, I was able to finally get my hands on some Tennessee reds. Um, and I immediately, like my next order, I added another box of them on there because there's something that I am just really enjoying using as I'm, you know, I, I, I'm using them for writing. I'm using them like they're meant to be, and I'm not overly precious with them. You know, yeah, they're a $9 box of pencils and some people consider that a premium price. And if you think about it, when you walk into the grocery store, you walk into the big box stores and you're looking at a dozen pencils, they're usually in a blister pack and they cost you, what, three, three dollars, five dollars, yeah. maybe at the max. Yeah. So, so, you know, most people are looking at and now those are the good pencils. People are people are looking at, you know, thinking about like the pen and gear and the fact that they're two dollars for two dozen and and that's a you know decent enough pencil right but when you're paying $9 a box is that a premium pencil or not and a lot of people there was some discussion i think in erasable actually i, I don't think i know there was a discussion in erasable because i was there in it and i actually agree that $9 is a premium price but you're also paying for that fantastic sliding box the matchbox style and you're looking at like the nice red imprint um, which does wear off, but also it, it's a user pencil. You know, it's it's a premium price for a really nice core. Yeah, it might be off-centered, but who cares? I'm using it. 
Um, so yeah, I, I got those. I also ordered the Harvest Pro, which if you are a writer, they are a true writer's pencil, even though they have the sharp hex between that and the Tennessee red, they're just soft. They're not overly soft. The Tennessee red is a little too soft, but the Harvest Pro holds a point for a decent amount of time compared to the Tennessee red and is nice and dark and smooth. It is just a writer's pencil. So I agree with you. I think that that Musgrave is just absolutely killing it lately. They're doing a great job. Um, their new introduction of things has been fantastic. You know, they've always done a good job with things like the news 600 or the 600 news, whatever that you, whatever you want to call it, the news pencil. Um, I would really love to see them shifting from their plastic baggies to even paper envelopes in in the place of those plastic bags. Um, just something a little more sustainable and something that seems to reflect them. Because you imagine if you got like, you remember those yellow envelopes that CW pencils used to use? I do. Can you imagine one of those with the Musgrave logo stamped on it, mm-hmm. packed with your 600 news? That, that would, would be, be awesome. I mean, yeah, that would blow my mind to get. Um, and it would look amazing. Sure, you wouldn't be able to see into the pencil, but they could also die cut a little little window into that, and you could get all your pencils in there. No, and there's no need to add any plastic. Be gorgeous. Anyway, that that's what I think that they should do to up their their game on the rest of their pencils and get away from that plastic. Um, just because that's something I harp on. Um, and then going back to that limited edition fatigue, I think that's really reflected in our discussion on the Blackwing Black Friday and the neon Blackwings. I just, I'm not that I'm entirely done with limited editions. I mean, I love the letters to the future and that's a limited edition. Right. Um, but also like I am looking at using things now, um, and rolling them into my journaling practices, rolling them into my writing practices, using them as planners and for work and kind of things. And I really just want to use my tools. And I, I think that's where some of that reaction to the recent Blackwing releases um, has really gone. And the fact that we don't even talk about field notes anymore. I mean, I can't right, tell you the last right. time I bought a field notes, although I will say that I think that their um, snowflake edition is the most excellent FU to collectors I've ever seen in my life. Yes. It's amazing. Um, I love it. And I, I'm very tempted to buy a package. Um, I probably won't because my local, the local place where I used to buy black wings has closed. So it's been a, um, um, they closed due to, you know, COVID. They didn't have any foot traffic anymore and they didn't have a website. So, um, they are no more sadly. So I can't, um, I can't, I can't buy them locally and I don't want to buy them mail order anymore. So, um, but anyway, like, yeah, I mean those, that, that I think that limited edition fatigue is really just like what's gotten to me. Um, and why we don't talk about as many of these things as we do. I mean, I don't even, what was the last Blackwing special edition? The XIX? Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I lose track because I don't even know. I, and did we even talk about it? I don't think we did. 
Uh, of all the additions not to talk about. <laughs> I know. The um, women's right to vote. I maybe mean, we, we talk- did. We had to have. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. Right, but also, right. like, the fact that we can't remember. Right. I mean, right. that really says something about the limited edition fatigue. And I... I I don't know. I just I'm I, I'm I think I've said it before is I'm I'm not not that I'm done with them, but I'm just like, eh, if it sparks something, I'll buy it. But I have so many pencils right now. I don't see the point in spending twenty five dollars on on a dozen when I can buy another box of Tennessee Reds for nine bucks and I'll actually use them to fill one of my composition notebooks. You know what I mean? Right, right. No, I I agree. And and my last order from Musgrave, I ordered um, a dozen or two dozen Tennessee Reds, a dozen of the test scoring because those are my favorite because the hex is so sharp it hurts. Um, <laughs> but they're they're amazing pencils to do. So one of the things that I've been doing before bed instead of like playing a game on my phone has been um like variety puzzles or crosswords mm-hmm. and and the, that's like the perfect pencil for that kind of like it's not newspapery paper mm-hmm. it's this you know what i'm talking about it's like a weird yep. toothy i don't know what you call that paper but um it's like a pulpy toothy it's yes. not it's like one step above a newsprint uh, it's like that sketch paper i used to get in art class in elementary school yeah sulfite um, yeah, like it just it's been those pencils are phenomenal for that. So anyone mm-hmm. that likes to do crosswords and stuff out there and the erasers actually work. Um, yes, they do. And like just in general, their packaging has always been great. And I think with my order, I got a free like sampler of their pencils, mm-hmm. which I thought was a cool touch considering like, I mean, I own them already, but it was nice to to be thoughtful. And I do believe that the paperwork inside the invoice was handwritten. Or there's something yeah. handwritten on it. Yeah, there was um I got a nice little note on mine written in right. pencil. Yeah, same. Like enjoy your and whatever I bought. Like yeah. so again, like that's just been really nice and thoughtful because I know that, you know, I mean, I don't know how many orders they do every day, but that just takes time and I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um and then I, I was thinking about like in terms of um, how that limited edition fatigue and the collectability fatigue or the collection fatigue and the sort of wanting to use things made me really think about RSVP and how we kind of want to steward the community within RSVP towards um, the use rather than collection. So one of the things that I have noticed is in a lot of the groups that are about collecting or all about the limited editions, the community tends to go towards sales very quickly. So people join to discuss the, their purchases of these limited editions. And then very quickly, the community switches over to, Hey, I picked up 10 boxes of this limited edition. So you couldn't buy it here. Now you can buy it from me for 10 times the original price. And I don't know about you, but that sucks all of the fun out of a community for me. Um, And I really want to make sure that as we move forward with the RSVP, that we are also 
moving it forward into a space that allows for people to share the cool stuff that they're doing um, and kind of interact with one another in a kind and safe manner. And I want to make sure that we are, I want to say like a safe space, but I don't want people to get the snowflakey feeling from it. Um, I want us to be able to continue to have the respectful discussions that we've always had. And I don't want to see us move into a space that is all about the sales or, or people taking advantage of the community and the collectors in the community by, by posting sales all the time. I mean, certainly if someone is in the community and they make stuff and it comes out that they make stuff, then fine. But I, I don't, I don't want it to be all sales posts. Right. Because if I want to like to see all sales posts, I like, like I'm like when I join a very niche group, um, unless it has buy sell. So like, for example, my Tamagotchi groups that I'm Mm -hmm. in, I'm in several because there are, there's one called Tamagotchi collectors where Mm -hmm. the mods are great about enforcing that. So if there's a sale post, it it just gets deleted. Mm -hmm. Um, there's Tamagotchi buy sell trade. That is all that's in there. And so, you know, I've noticed that like, at least in my universe or my sphere, there really aren't dedicated like buy sell trade groups for say pencils or for pens. And I think that's what has made me really pull away from some of the groups I used to participate in because I I don't care. Like if I want to buy something, like I generally search it out. Um, But it, it takes away from the engagement factor you know, mm-hmm. I there if I don't want what they're selling, I'm not going to engage in the post, and no one really engages with the post. You just see comments that say DMing or yep. interested, and like Send that's DM. not yeah right yeah. right. Um, and so yeah, like I wish there was. Well, well, I, I'm going to throw this out there. Maybe maybe we create an RSVP buy sell trade group to kind of allow for those sales and, and, and trades and whatnot within that. And we don't supervise it. It's not ours. It belongs to the community and allow it to grow in that manner in terms of buy, sell trade. That's a possibility. Um, because I just, like I said, I'm not engaging in groups like I used to, because it's just, I, the people that I formed close relationships with in, in my stationary groups, mm-hmm. um, those people, those relationships were formed one, two years ago. I have not really connected with new people because who wants to when nine out of 10 posts are buy this thing, buy this thing, buy this thing, or look yeah. what I made or, you know, and, and not look what I made from like a, you know, Hey, I, I really put my heart and thought into this more like, look what I made, please buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I definitely am with you with, you know, with, with RSVP, I think for me, and I've seen it so far a little bit, um, I really enjoy the posts where people like ask questions. Um, Mm. and I was thinking, I thought about this the other day, kind of having like a weekly prompt. So, you know, like, how are you going to use your tools this week? Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and then maybe get more specific, like what, what are you using? Um, like what notebook or planner are you do you use? Or um, tell me about a online shop that you discovered that we may not know about. You know stuff like that because that that Black Friday post where people were posting like coupon deals. Yep. 
I found out about so many places that I didn't know about. Um, and so really just kind of not only engaging the community, but then making the community worthwhile for people to belong to and to engage mm-hmm. with. Um, mm-hmm. Because RSVP right now is great, but thinking about other ways in which it could be even better. Um, that's one of the yeah. things that I kind of thought about. Yeah, I, I know that I've been intentionally trying to post questions of like, lately it's been about music because I've been um, listening to a lot of music. Uh, NaNoWriMo, I, I listen to music anyway, but also during NaNoWriMo to kind of set the scene for, for writing, I've been trying to like use um, a variety of soundscapes. So like a cafe soundscape, a restaurant soundscape. So there's like that, you know, noise of being in a place like that and then adding layering over it music that you would hear in a cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you, you know, you helpfully um, shared some vaporwave, which is totally the kind of music that would have ended up in like atomic here in Beverly. Um, yeah. So, you know, or, or even in some of the other cafes that I've been to, like some of the other music that, and so like, I've been asking questions of like, what kind of music have you been listening to? Here's what I've been digging lately. Um, and, or like asking, like, here's what I've been using lately in terms of my stationery. What have you been using? Definitely been trying to do some more of that. Cause I really, I enjoy reading the answers. Um, I also enjoy, you know, interacting with the people in the group. Um, so going back to like what I had suggested in terms of a buy, sell trade group. Um, one of the other groups that I belong to does a, um, promote yourself thread every week. So I think it's on like Wednesdays, you can go and post a link to your shop that Wednesday. And if it shows up outside of that thread, any other time during the week, it gets deleted. No questions asked. So yeah. you have that chance to to kind of um, push and, and promote yourself. And then if it's outside of that time, you, you I guess, just gets deleted without any any sort of commentary. Um, just something to think about. Um, just throwing throwing some ideas out there and see. We'll see what sticks and what we decide to go with. Right. Um. I, but I, I definitely want to see us take some more intentional guidance of the community. Um, RSVP has been really great so far. Um, we've been really, really fortunate that the almost 600 people there are just amazing and are wonderful to one another. But I, I've seen a couple of other groups that I've belonged to just kind of delve down into things that aren't fun. And I, I, I do think that we need to take our don't be a jerk policy and really expand upon it and, and actually define what we think of and say is don't be a jerk. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Um, sort of like where I, 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 we recently posted the rule of don't DM. If you don't ask for permission, you got to ask for consent in things, people, and, you know, and, and granted that came out of a personal interaction that I had. Um, and, but also I found out that others had had, and it's not okay to just slide into someone's DMS with a request to buy someone's stuff, um, and, and do some emotional manipulation around it. That's not okay. No. And frankly, if it's happening in our group, I want to know about it and I will put a stop to it because Insta banned, that's not all right. Right. Um, so 
just, just throwing that out there. If you are an RSVP uh, person in the group and someone has sent you a, un, a, a DM that you have not consented to, please contact me, you know, through the admin portal at the group and, and let me know about it. Cause we'll, we'll do some investigation and probably boot and ban. For sure. Um, but I also wanted to kind of, kind of ask, do you have an episode that really stood out for you? Cause I have a couple. I wanted to ask you first, cause I've been blathering for a while here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think for me, I, I see in your notes, you have one listed that I immediately thought of. Um, and that's the solo RPG. Yep. Um, it was really fun to like gush about a topic that I'm so passionate about. Not that I, not that I couldn't do that if I wanted to anyway, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? But I just, it was just really fun and it was really cool to kind of, you know, share that with the community. Mm. Um, and I think that the other episode that comes to mind for me, um, I'm trying to think because like there's so many little moments that kind of like, there's no, like, this is the episode. It's more like Mm. the moments where we've been silly, um, where we've kind of like, you know, um, rift off of like topic like we'd have a topic and then all of a sudden we would uh you know go on a tangent and then like 20 minutes later um but i think some of the shows that were were done right at the beginning of the pandemic Mm. um i i think that those to me were the most meaningful and impactful because for me it was definitely a time where we were connecting Mm -hmm. um and we did take a bit of a break um in between there but that's when the solo gaming episode was posted um that was beginning of april um and we talked a lot about self-care like we we, that's when i think we made this intentional shift to not just remember remember the old days it was like today we're talking about pencil sharpeners yeah Um, yeah and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that but i think that this this year for all the suck that happened we really, you know, we we had these episode topics, um, and we put these episodes out. And I like, I definitely did it because I wanted people to feel connected and people to hear about things. But it also was kind of self serving because it really helped me too. Mm, yeah, yeah. I I think like our, our conversation around journaling um, was another favorite of mine because it really allowed us to kind of dial in on journaling and our practices um, and share that with the listeners. And I, I've always thought of RSVP as a conversation between some friends that is recorded. Um, yes, but also just a conversation between friends about whatever topic that comes up. And sometimes, yeah, it's planned, but also like you, those meandering kind of conversations where it's like, all right, we're, we're talking about journaling, but we might end up ranting about Black Friday Black Wings um, or talking about misogyny in 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 the stationary community kind of thing. Right, right. Um, 
So, yeah. So I, I think that those are my favorites as well. I think that I, I wish that I had had the mental bandwidth to continue recording throughout the pandemic. Um, but at the same time, I really didn't have the bandwidth to do no. it just because of the sheer amount of time I was spending in front of the computer in my office where we record, um, which when we did record, I had to move my microphone and everything into the bedroom. Um, and I'm back in the office now. We've, we've, you know, we actually, I mean, we talked about this on the show, but we completely like moved our office around, which, you know, we've been here for 13 years now. We've never moved the office. It was just, that's how it was. Um, and I think we had to, to make it work right. for us after the, like, and we're not even post pandemic yet. I mean, we're probably going to end up back on a lockdown um, at this right. point because my city, my city is back into like a uh, hundred, more than a hundred people a week. Um and the hospitals are getting full again, but, um, so I, I just, I don't know. I think, I don't know. The, those, the, the few shows that we did record over the pandemic were really meaningful for me. And I'm so glad that we were able to stay connected, even if it was kind of more distant, uh, than we had been in the past. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, for me too, like I obviously didn't have the bandwidth. I was in the middle of graduate school. Um, yeah. And, you know, learning, you know, I remember at the very beginning of all of this, like, absolutely dreading this idea of doing video chatting and all this stuff. And now it's like, just routine. And, you know, so this is why I'm able to record now, because I'm still in graduate school, and I still have obligations, but I'm so used to the rhythm of stuff that 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 anxiety has come down a lot. Um, And I think just knowing that, that like the community is here for us when Mm -hmm. we come back. Because like, if you look at like, I'm not logged in now, but if you look at like listenership, um, it, it didn't drop after we had that long break. Yeah. It's been consistent. I, um, I've exchanged letters with a few people who've told me that they've, um, stopped following a lot of podcasts, but they also continued to follow us because they figured what was the quote? And I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to use the person's name because I that what they said was, you know, written specifically to me. Um, they said that they continued listening to us because they figured that if we were putting out a podcast then we actually had something to say. Yeah. And, and I and, you know, what a compliment. Right. Like, right, like right, they, right. they continue to listen because we actually have something to say. And it was not just going to be us blowing hot air. So I, you know. We got the best listeners, man. Yeah, just leave it at that. Um, so, you know, yeah. it's, it, that kind of uh, feedback, I think, is so important for people who are maybe starting out doing something like this. But also, you know, I mean, we're going into, what, our fourth year with this? And right. it's so meaningful to continue to get feedback like that. Right, for sure. I never ever, when I started this, I never ever thought it would last this long. Yeah. Um, and admittedly, sometimes it's like such a drag to like motivate myself to like get in the headspace to record an episode. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what I think has really kind of kept it going is because mm-hmm. we're both very reflexive and reflective um, with ourselves and mm-hmm. reflexive with each other, you know, where for the past couple episodes you've been editing because I've just been swamped. And that's yeah. okay. There's no judgment and there's no like any yeah. kind of like presumption of like, well, 
this workload has to be X, Y, Z, you know, and, and that, that's, I think our relationship kind of like comes through the podcast unintentionally Mm -hmm. and it kind of works because, you know, there is just kind of that like openness and genuine, I mean, I wish, I wish we could be totally unfiltered, but, um, (laughs) There, there that's another story maybe we should have like a rsvp after dark where we just kind of yeah. like you know rip into let, things let, like let loose yeah um because i it's it would be a risk to do that with an established podcast but i'd wonder how many people would enjoy that i i i have a feeling that a fair number of our listeners might enjoy that for sure for sure um so i'm looking just being mindful of the time um yep. I see in the notes here, there is one final thing. There is. Um, So I don't know if you have seen my Instagram today or yesterday. Actually, I think I posted it super late last night. So I have kind of looked at the way that I use a planner or have used a planner in the past. Um, And so anyone who's kind of looked at my posts about my pocket planners, I used to use a rubber stamp in a field notes or a pocket size notebook. Um, and that would be on one page. And then I would have kind of like, here are the things that are going to use. It was sort of a, um, a bullet journal or a modified bullet journal. And then the, the facing page would also just be here are a series of, of things that I have to get done. And so I've been messing around with kind of making that in a printable. And so the first draft that I printed, that I posted on Instagram had a, um, calendar, calendar on each page and then just lines after it. And I've modified it so that there's a calendar on the left page followed by a series of lines and then lines on the facing right hand page. And so I've made a printable undated planner that has it's it's two up on the page so you print when you print off your copy there's a year's worth on the top and a year's worth on the bottom you print them double-sided fold it in half cut it in half and then you know put it in a cover and trim to pocket sized um so it is designed to be pocket sized there are lines to show you where to cut it on the very first page the cut lines are nowhere else in the in the PDF. Um, so what I'm going to do as a thank you to everyone at RSVP, I'm going to post that um, PDF. I'd initially been thinking about like I'm going to put this up on my Ko-Fi or Coffee page um, and have it be like a 99 cent downloadable. And I might still do that, but it will always be in the RSVP uh, files section to be free for all of the members of RSVP, whether they've supported me through uh, coffee or Ko-Fi. I really wish I knew what it was pronounced like. I got to look on their, on their, on their facts page and see how it's pronounced. Um, so it's all, it will always be in the file section of that Facebook group. And if we ever take the group somewhere else, I'll make sure that it goes there. Um, but I just, I was looking at it and like, okay, I'm going to plan my, my blog posts this year. This is how I'm going to do it. It's going to be a super intentional thing. I'll post some more pictures of it and I'll post pictures in the group. So by the time this comes out, that PDF should be live, um, within the group so that, uh, everyone can download and print it as they wish, if they want to, you know, you print it on any paper you want. That so. is super cool. And super exciting because i did see your instagram post and it it's so perfect for what i kind of do um 
because like you, I used to stamp and, and yep. this is just, it's nice. Yeah. You know, I just, I, I was like thinking about setting up another pocket notebook to use as a planner. I was like, why don't I just, I've been messing around in publisher, which I, I know I'm going to get people telling me that publisher is crap. I know publisher's crap. That's why I use it. Um, it's also free. Um, and I tried using like Canva and some of the other design software online. And I think I've used publisher for so long at this point that it, like trying to figure those out was just a nightmare. And this lets me lay out a page into pocket size really, really quickly. Whereas uh-huh. I couldn't figure out how to do it on Canva. So uh, you um, do you. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of enjoy the fact that it's so basic looking Yeah, like everything that I and, you know, I do all of my the the labels for my hot sauces in publisher oh. on purpose, like all, all, right. of, all, all of like all of that kind of like original artwork I load up and then cut and paste into publisher and then and then print and, and cut. Um, so anyway, so that undated planner, it's a one year undated planner that's pocket sized two up so you print two copies at a time with every print i just ask that people don't sell it you're it's free for everyone's own personal use but not for resale um you know if you're gonna do that then just push them to my page um i mean print it make make copies for your friends give it as gifts that's cool i'm cool with that i'm just not cool with you selling it yeah don't be a jerk yeah don't be a jerk um which room i gotta uh, i gotta do something with it um but anyway uh yeah so that's that's my my thank you to the rsvp community for being awesome very cool very cool and so um i guess we can wrap it up i mean this is probably going to be the last episode of the year um just looking at my personal schedule um so um so yeah so we always thank people everyone really for their support at the end. But this year has been really kind of not kind of, it's been really trying for all of us. And Mm. to know that, you know, there's this little place online where we can congregate and forget about what's going on around us for a little bit has been really helpful for me. And also others have told me it's been helpful for them. And I'm just really, really glad that, that we are a source of that for people. Yeah. Um, And I just, I really appreciate, you know, on the days where I've been so busy or the weeks I've been so busy and haven't like engaged getting a message from somebody in RSVP, um, excitedly sharing something with me or, um, just like a, Hey, that episode was great. You know, I always look forward to when we remember to on Wednesdays post the new episode, (laughs) (laughs) I look forward to the comments and the conversation because, you know, I don't do this for really anything. Like I, I do it cause it's a way for me to talk to you yeah. um, outside. I mean, I sure I could call you, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but it's like a way for us to connect and connect with others. And like, it's just really fun to see people like, cause for me, I don't plan what I'm saying besides like little bullet points. Like what I'm saying right now is not planned. I'm just kind of making it up as I go. Um, and so it's nice when someone's like, yeah, when you really talked about that topic, it was great. Like, I, it really resonated with me. Like, those little things matter. And it makes mm-hmm. me feel good. Um, and I'm sure it makes Les feel good, too. Um, so, yeah. So, as always, the best way to love us is to let other people know about us. Um, whether that's sharing a link 
or um, giving us a rating on, on iTunes or wherever you listen to our podcast and just tell people why you like us. A lot of times you see reviews like great job or whatever, like, you know, I want all feedback, even if it's bad, um, as long as it's respectful. Um, and so just continue to do that. Um, and so, yeah, so you can find us online at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. You can find us on Discord when we actually show up. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like a ghost town right now, and Discord's very clunky and hard sometimes to get used to, but it's there. Uh, you can find me, Dade, at weeklypencil.com. And on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The Weekly Pencil. Les, what about you? You can find me at ComfortableShoesStudio.com, Facebook at ComfortableShoesStudio, Instagram, and Twitter at Original LC Harper. <laughs>